Happy Monday, everyone. Welcome to another Dimension of Greatness. I am your host, Felicia Atlas. I'm excited to be here again as usual. Thank the Lord for another opportunity to be able to share his word, his revelation, his splendor, his glory, his might. Ah, we got some great things going on today. Um, Definitely going to deliver another dimension of greatness. I hope that everyone has been following along, has been um, listening to older episodes to be able to catch up to what we're doing because I had no idea that we were going to expand in this way. I had no idea that the Lord was going to unfold himself and his revelation in this manner, but I am excited to say the least. Everyone get excited because God wants to bless you. God wants you to conquer the land, charter new territory, understand who you are in him. Remember, I've been teaching for the last few weeks that the land in the word of God always, always, always represents your original purpose. What is an original purpose? An original purpose is uh, the epitome of who you are. It doesn't get any realer. It doesn't get any more intense, any more intimate, any more passionate than who you were originally created to be. We live our lives and we're molded and shaped, not only in iniquity, like the word of God says, but also by the influences of others. Life's obstacles can change us and cause us to be pushed Uh, this way and in this direction or tossed to and fro with every wind and doctrine as the word of God says. But God says in me is the reality of who I called you to be, of who I created you you to be. And someone asked me uh, before, you know, about this person and that person and, you know, believing that certain types of people have success or, or advantages um, because of this or that, but it, it doesn't matter. The only thing that matters in Christ, the only thing is your original purpose. Why do you say that? I say that because during uh, times of study and during times of intimacy with God and during times of study in the word and understanding more and more who the Lord is, of course, we'll never understand him in all of his vastness and all of his dimensions of greatness and all of his glory because he's too much. He's too big. He's God. He's Alpha and Omega. He's beginning and the end. But God will show you glimpses of greatness. He will show you glimpses of himself. As a matter of fact, we even discussed uh, last week that how it looks when God would smile upon us and how his face would shine. And the word talks about even when the face of Moses would shine or the face of um, Jesus shone or was transfigured. And these are times where people are walking in their original purpose. When the light of God begins to shine on a particular person or in a particular realm or occurrence, it's because the only thing that's causing the light to cause them to shine, to cause the smile of God to be illuminated in the life of a person is because that original purpose is being made manifest. Because the original reason that you are here today, you 
like doing hair, but re the real reason is you're, you like doing hair is because God is going to bring you into a ministry where you minister to women. They think they're coming to get their hair done, but really they're in for a huge miracle because God is getting ready to alter the path of their life through that intimate setting of them just coming to the beauty salon. And so it's always boiling down to the original purpose, what God intends for our lives, that he would be glorified, that the light would so shine and that people would see our good works and glorify our father, which is in heaven. Last week I spent um, too much time on the introduction introduction because I was just getting so excited. I'm going to pull back a little bit because we have so much to share today. There's so much today. I am overjoyed. I thank God for being himself. I thank God for revealing himself to me. I thank God for a dimension of greatness in his word. And uh, it is a wonderful thing to take pleasure in the Lord. Um, he says that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. So I'm gonna put out a disclaimer today that um, seek him. When I release a certain scripture, study it. It's, it's the only thing it's gonna do is cause you to have a greater understanding, a deeper understanding. The deep call it unto deep. There's nothing wrong with a revelation being explored. There's nothing wrong with exploring the word of God. As a matter of fact, God loves revealing himself through his word because he is the word. And I have a dimension of greatness today. Oh my goodness. It's going to be great. We've been talking about the 12 sons of Israel. We've been talking about the 12 sons of Jacob. We've been talking about dominion and we're still talking about dominion. Um, when the Lord first told me to discuss dominion, I had absolutely no idea how he was going to lead and how he was going to unfold things. But every day the spirit of the Lord brings more understanding. And so I'm only here to share what the Lord is bringing to me that we can possess the land. And by land, I mean original purpose, who you really are in God. That is the dimension of greatness, is operating in your identity in Christ. We all have an identity in Christ. We have an identity outside of Christ, but the Christ-like identity is what we want to attain. There was a Jacob and there was an Israel. They are one and the same, but their identities are different because their purposes change. So when you attain the true identity, the purpose will change. Oh my God, I'm getting ahead of myself. So, so the original, so the land represents the original purpose and the identity represents an original purpose. So before I get into that, let me just recap because I don't want to confuse you. I want to take my time a little bit today because it's going to get deep. It's going to be weighty. It's going to be powerful. It's going to be beautiful. Hold on to this dimension of greatness. Don't ever forget it. Get your pen and paper. This is going to be wonderful. So like I said, we were talking about dominion. Dominion only means to rule over an opportunity as far as land or territory is concerned. So when you go into a place, you want to make sure that you're coming correctly. When you go into a land, you want to make sure that you have an objective. You don't just want to go in the land and look unless you're spying. And we talked about the spy anointing back when we discussed vision, how that was absolutely necessary for the children of Israel to have an idea of what they were walking into. But after you have an idea of what you're walking into, there's a certain posture that you have to have as you 
possess that land. There's government, there's promises, there's word, there's anointing, there's the, the Holy Spirit. So many hosts of opportunity as even as the children of Israel were led into the promised land, the host of heaven was behind them because it was such a great movement. And as God begins to reveal himself unto us through the purpose of movement, through the purpose of attainment, through the purpose of dominion territory, actually maximizing the moment um, as he's leading you to open this church or purchase this building or even marry a person or um, mentor someone. There are different avenues that God uses to manifest himself in your life that require an anointing of dominion, a purpose of dominion, and wealth and information concerning dominion. Dominion is what gets you the wealth. It gets you the riches. It gets you the wealthy place, if you will. And I'm going to break that down. Let's just recap briefly about last week. We talked about the permission being granted permission granted, access granted, enter in at your own risk because God is getting ready to unleash and unfold the blessing in your life. It's going to be great. God is getting ready to do powerful things in the lives of his people. He wants me to uh, set up that meeting, if you will, where the where you would be tempered to receive how he wants to move in your life. That's why he's having me go through Reuben. He's having me go through Simeon, he's having me go through the 12 sons of Israel because each of them have a very profound purpose. We love Jesus. We love the Lord. We love the New Testament. And we love to study about Paul did this, Peter did that, Matthew, uh, John, Jude, you know. But how about the 12 sons of Israel? Everything that Christ did was only to fulfill what? An original purpose. So it all comes around full circle. I have a very powerful um, revelation concerning full circle. I can't wait to release. Just be patient and there's going to be lots of things coming up. Uh, even now, I want to go ahead and lead you to the WordPress site that you can access through the Felicia Atlas Instagram page that will um, keep you updated on what's coming about. If you want to attain a new dimension of greatness in your life, continue to listen, continue to utilize the resources that are going to be released here soon. Business resources that you can always look up uh, by visiting DallasBoss.com, HoustonBoss.com, AtlantaBoss.com. We just expanded into 30 new cities, Huntsville, Birmingham, um, Puerto Rico Boss. I mean, we recently, even over the weekend, have expanded into 30 new territories because we're taking dominion, we're taking territory one step at a time. We have London boss, we have Toronto boss, we're going into Canada, we're going into Mexico, we're going into territories where the word of God needs to be declared, and most importantly, where the dominion of God needs to be set up through authority that the businesses of the people of God would flourish. God says, Felicia, I need you to establish this particular dominion and this particular, I'm sorry, this particular dimension that my people can take dominion pertaining to business, pertaining to becoming entrepreneurs, becoming business owners, not just small businesses, but large corporations. And so that is my calling apostolically is to make sure that there's an administrative anointing established that the people of God can walk in and possess the land for the kingdom of God in terms of business. 
in terms of traffic, marketing, economy, all of those things, someone has to stand up and be a beacon of hope for the people that want their own business, that want financial security, that want the opportunity to be able to purchase and possess and establish financial security for themselves and for their families. There's nothing wrong with that. The Lord says that we can attain an abundant life through him and that's what he intends for us to do. So we talked about last week, the permission is granted, the access has been granted. God has given us all things that pertain to life and godliness. This is so vital that you understand that God is granting permission in this season so that you can move forward, so that you won't hold back. You won't be wondering, what is God doing? What do I do? How do I do this? What do I? And those are things that cause us to be stagnant. Stagnation is a demon spirit. It is demonic. As a matter of fact, I want to take time out to rebuke it right now in the name of Jesus because this is a time of propel, a time of catapult, a time of momentum, a time of thrusting. Everything requiring movement will move in a particular direction, but I don't want to get ahead of myself. But we talked last week, the permission being granted, there's an agreement in the spirit realm. I want you to open your spiritual eyes because it's going to get real, real, real thick today thick in the glory cloud. It's going to be thick with word, thick with power, thick with anointing, very, very weighty and revelation. So there's an agreement between you and God to establish the promises of God. There's an agreement between you and God to establish the promises of God. This agreement is housed as government. It's housed as government. When we apply for SSI or things like that, or disability, Medicare, all the things that are available to us, those resources are governed by the government. So in the kingdom, when we want the blessing of healing, we want this promise that says God will heal, God will provide. All of these promises are housed in a governmental structure, just like the government that you utilize every day to drive your car, that driver's license comes through the government. So in the spirit realm that we cannot see, although we cannot see it, we operate in it. We have to operate in it. Otherwise, we will not be able to call God Abba Father. We will not be children. We will not be able to inherit the promise. Everything pertaining to inheriting a promise goes back to bloodline and family connections and being related. That's why he says to reference the 12 sons of Israel, because that's where it started. So there's a governmental structure or a system, if you will. In other words, the temple or the tabernacle. So we all have read, we might not have too much understanding, but at one point or, or time or another, we've all studied the temple, the Ark of the Covenant being moved. It was taken here. They stole the Ark. They stole the Ark. The Ark had nowhere to live. So your promise needs somewhere to live. So then they built the temple. Moses told them, um, Moses told them to build the temple originally. Remember, original purpose that always trumps any and everything. The original purpose trumps everything in the kingdom of God. You can sin, fall from grace, lose your job, lose your spouse, lose your children, lose everything. But God can restore and reinvent your purpose based on the original purpose, based on that word that says, I formed you in the belly as this, I knew you as that. Those are the invisible spiritual principles, spiritual riches in heavenly places that we cannot see that cause us to be restored unto God through what? Our original purpose. 
Okay. So there's a governmental structure that we can't see. So they had the temple. The temple was not a term, a, 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 a permanent place. It was temporary. So, but it was a beautiful place. The glory of the Lord was there, but they were moving it, moving it, moving it. Listen very closely. Then Solomon and uh, David and Solomon said, we're going to build a tabernacle. We're going to build something more permanent. We're going to build something stable. It's going to be beautiful. And most importantly, the temple and the tabernacle were given very, very powerful, revelatory, descriptive instructions. So those instructions, those revelations that were given to Moses, given to David, given to Solomon to build the house of God or to, to house the presence, the presence of God being housed so that we can go in and out and attain the presence of God and the glory of God, God gave them instruction. So the only thing now that we're doing now is we're getting back to that instruction. We're getting back to that original purpose, if you will. So I talked about last week, the economy and there's a budget and there's a market. These three permissive grants is what God is releasing in the spirit economy. This is where the government and resources meet. So there's a government for your promise. This is where the Lord says, okay, Samantha, you and I are going to come into agreement that in one year from today, you will have that school open because I'm going to send Billy. I'm going to send James. I'm going to send Rick. They're going to help you to get funding for this and that and that. And then you're going to provide the resources through this governmental promise. The, the promise is the word. It's housed in a, in a housing structure, which God refers to as government. I'm going to show you how in just a moment. You're going to offer resources, but this is going to be a Christian school. You're going to teach the word. You're going to do this and do that and do that. It will be accredited. And so you're going to offer the resources through the government. Or God is going to say, you like to do music. You like to write music. You're going to open a school of arts and uh, for arts, artistic children. You're going to open a high school. They're going to dance and sing. They're going to do music. You're going to have a recording studio. It's going to be a world-renowned school for children that have gifted and powerful music abilities. However, they have to do it for the kingdom of God. They're going to start something very noisy, something very loud that the whole world will hear throughout the world that's going to glorify my name. Those are the resources that you have to provide through this governmental structure. So God is saying, I promise you this, but then you have the ability and you have the responsibility of fulfilling the resources that come through the government. Every government provides resources. Economy equals government plus resources. So if you have a low economy, if you have low funds, the governmental structure of God has not met your resources. The resources come from your ability. What can you do? I can preach. What can you do? I can write. What can you do? I can sing. I can dance. I can this. I can that. I am good with numbers. I'm good with words. What are you good with? Those are your resources that you match up with the government and God creates your own special economy just for you, Samantha. This is just for you. This is why the children of Israel always carried the ark with them because they kept the government close to them. We talked last week about Simeon, the second son, representing government. Oh Lord, I thought I was going to be able to get into this. <laughs> I'm not going to be able to get into it. It's so good. Okay. So, so the economy, the budget and the market and the budget represents the allotments, okay? So whether you know it or not, everyone has, we all are called to be a royal, a holy priesthood, a, a holy nation, a peculiar people, a chosen generation. Those four dimensions of greatness all carry very different weights, all carry very different pol policies. So the chosen generation, 
is different. See, right now, as we're talking about the 12 tribes of Israel, we're discussing the chosen generation. This generation is chosen, and we're talking about how it was established, and then how the wealth is released, how the land is released, how the territory is released, how they were able to possess the land. So we're talking about the chosen generation. Then the Bible says we're a royal priesthood. Then the Bible says a holy nation. But after you're chosen, the royalty aspect comes in. So God allots everyone an invisible allotment or an account, if you will, that has a budget. The problem is we see the budget lower than it is nine times out of 10. You have certain people that are very special. They're very special people and they go over the budget. And God will tell them in one year, you'll be a millionaire and they make 10 million. They're very special people. And God will allow people to over, to supersede that allotment based on their faith. The word of God says, according to your faith being unto you. And so these are the small principles that I'm releasing as a dimension of greatness to get people to understand what God is doing in this hour prophetically. Numbers 18 and eight says, the Lord spake unto Aaron, behold, I also have given thee the charge of my heave offerings of all the hollow things of the children of Israel. Unto thee have I given them by reason of the anointing and to thy sons by an ordinance forever. This is what we discussed last week. I haven't even gotten into this week. This is still recap from last week. Okay, so let me leave that alone because I want Want to get into the meat of today but the budget the economy and the market what is the market the market is the influx of opportunities the market is the people the market is the harvest is plenteous but the laborers are few why is why is this the market why is the marketplace important to the kingdom why did jesus say that jesus said that that's written in red jesus said the harvest is plenteous but the laborers are few so what does this mean in the kingdom it means that god is looking at economy God, even though he, Jesus, even though he was God, is looking at the way that we can progress for the purpose of establishing the kingdom. He's looking at how many people we had. He's looking at feasibility. He's looking at logistics. He's saying that you have two, uh, 25,000 square feet in the building, but you need 7,000 employees to open this corporation that I've preordained for you. So if the feasibility means that the harvest is plenty, but the laborers are few, how are we going to do this? How are we going to establish this? And God says, pray that he will send work. Oh my God. So <laughs> it says that Joseph told his brothers when I was speaking last week about Simeon and how the glory of Simeon or the anointing of Simeon, how Joseph held him captive in the prison while the other brothers went back to get their other brothers. Because he said, I'm gonna hold the governmental structure with me until the people understand that this is how the Lord is setting up things. This is how the Lord is ordaining things. The Bible says, bring your youngest brother unto me. He's saying, bring the youngest brother, bring the youngest brother. Who was the youngest brother? The youngest brother is Benjamin. We are living in the time of Benjamin. He's the last son. He's number 12. What does 12 mean? Government. So anytime you try to assess or access or utilize the word of God to obtain a blessing outside of government, you don't have any legal protection. You don't have funding for an attorney. You don't have um, jurisdictional rights. You don't have anything legal to make you keep that blessing. That's how you got the house, but you lost the house. You got the husband, but you lost the husband. You got this or that, but you lost it because the structure, the governmental structure didn't ordain that promise properly. And so this is why God's saying it's important. He said, because this time when you go in, you will possess. 
nothing will be lost, nothing will be wasted. Ephesians 3 and 9 says, to make all these men, to make all men see what is the fellowship of the mystery, all right? To make all men see what is the fellowship of the mystery, the fellowship, fellowship, fellowship. That means that there are people involved. The fellowship of the mystery, which from the beginning of the world has been hid in God. So there's a fellowship. There are some things or someone connected together that we cannot see because Paul says it's been hidden from the beginning. It's been hid in God who created all things by Jesus Christ to the intent that now unto the principalities and powers in heavenly places, principalities and powers in heavenly places might be known by the church. That's us might be known by the church, the manifold wisdom of God. So God is releasing wisdom, manifold wisdom, meaning it is, it has different facets where any which way it turns, it's wise, but there are multiple revelations within this gem of wisdom concerning this particular revelation that Paul is releasing. And so he's saying from the foundation, from the beginning, it's been hidden God, according to the, what does this say? According to what? The eternal purpose, which he purposed in Christ Jesus, our Lord, according. So everything from beginning to end is what? According to the original purpose. Why? Because the purpose is eternal. So anything that has an original mark from God cannot be defeated unless you, number one, forfeit it. Now you can forfeit a blessing. It happened in the Bible. Look at Jacob and Esau. You can forfeit a blessing. You can forfeit a purpose. And God has seen that and it's common and it's frequent. You really supposed to be the bishop, but you you don't, you, you're fine being the deacon because of responsibility, because of pressure, because of the anointing that it requires to fulfill that calling. You're settling. And God does not want people to settle. He said, how about you stand up in exceeding great army? He says, how about all my people come together and prophesy to the bones that the structure of the government will stand up in exceeding great army and reap the blessing of who? Joseph and Judah, two sons of Israel. That's neither here nor there. I have a bonus revelation for you. And when Jesus was crucified, and I, before I get into the meat of the word, I want to talk about this. I, it was a powerful revelation that, that God has shared with me. When Jesus was crucified, because I want people to understand where I'm going with this and, and why I'm talking about the government and why I'm talking about the 12 sons and how it all comes together and how it is imperative that we operate according to this particular pattern. Jesus was crucified. Judas sold him into his fate. Um, who did Judas turn Jesus over to? Judas turned Jesus over to one, the chief priest, and two, the governor. So as we go into son number three, his name is Levi. He represents the priesthood. I want you to keep that in mind. When Jesus was crucified, he was turned into the priest and the governor. The priest anointing represents the third son. The governmental anointing represents the second son. So the devil knew this pattern. 
The devil knew this system. So he said, the only way that I can effectively kill Jesus is to go according to the pattern of dominion, is to operate according to the pattern that God set from the foundations of the earth, is to keep the word of God. See, the devil knows the word. So he tried to pattern himself after the anointing of the 12 sons of Israel. That's how this was effective. He took Jesus to the chief priest which is the third anointing, the third son, Levi. The Levites, the, the Levitical priesthood represent the priesthood, the priesthood even of Jesus, even of us, even of the saints, even from the foundations of the world, God established the number three this way. And then the governmental anointing from Simeon. Remember I said the governor, the government houses your promises. It houses the word of God. He said, in my house is are many mansions. He's saying that in my house are many, many revelations, many governmental structures, many systems to get you to the blessing. So God wants us to understand before we go into this word, before we get into this revelation of the third son, Levi, which we're not gonna have much time, but you better come back next week because it's all about the anointing. It's all about the power of God. It's all about the principle of the anointing and how God wants to destroy it through the priesthood, but the priesthood isn't exactly what you think. It's a heavenly encampment, a heavenly encompassment of greatness that holds wealth, holds riches, holds knowledge, holds wisdom. God made the Levites head over all. And people think because they didn't actually get their own territory that they didn't get the blessing, but they got the greatest blessing because the Bible says that God will be their possession. And so watch this. Oh man, I'm not gonna even be able to get into this. But God says that Isaiah 10 and 26, powerful, powerful passage. We won't be able to finish it today, but we will break it down next week. Make sure to come back. The Lord of hosts shall stir up a scourge for him according to the slaughter of Midian at the rock of Oreb. And as his rod was upon the sea, so shall he lift it up after the manner of Egypt. Why is Egypt important in this passage? Egypt is important in this passage because that's where the children of Israel began to fight for dominion. So God is saying, Egypt is where you begin to fight. We're beginning to fight right now to take dominion. Isaiah 10, 27 says, and it shall come to pass in that day that his burden shall be taken away from off thy shoulder and his yoke from off thy neck and the yoke shall be destroyed because of the anointing. Now I want you to understand that I talked about the shoulder. I talked about the neck last week representing Shechem. Why is Shechem important? It's the governmental system established by Simeon, the second son. So we're wrestling with an old governmental structure, operating in a new governmental structure, getting to the anointing, getting to the priesthood. Come back next week. We're going to share more, ladies and gentlemen. Have a dimension of greatness this week. It's because of the anointing you will possess the land. Enjoy.